Jesus. I got polish all over my face. That's what happens when you're a craftsman and you are polishing gold and platinum and silver all day. Making beautiful things for really rich, detached people. Love you, can't wait for my art to arrive, Gayla. It's, yeah, I, that one came out good. I, I, I just finished a big piece of the Screaming Lady, this one. I would love to do a two by two Bill Gates as well. Um, there's something really funny about crude, simple art that's done on a large scale. It's just kind of like, it's fun contrast, especially with pop colors. So, how are y'all doing? Are you doing good? Jim Bob, I might, I think you might save us all. Nah. Look stressed? I'm not. I just have, uh, my eyebrows are always like, like this. Like, people always think I'm stressed. But I'm just deep in thought. Like, the teacher used to stop class and ask me what what's wrong with me and i was just like what i'm just look i'm i'm listening and just lo looking and this is how i look so it's just an unfortunate uh thing that's going on ticket masters now requiring covid vaccines yeah it's hilarious it's more likely that they're desperate and um they think that that's the way forward so it's like please and instead of just being like, this is bullshit, we don't require anything, um, and then celebrating the the pouring in of people who want to go back to uh, seeing live entertainment in that in that kind of venue, uh, but but they're all cowards, and uh, and they get what they deserve. So, uh, bye bye, Ticketmaster. I have dark eyebrows. My teacher did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, why are you so mad? I'm like, I'm not, but now I am. <clears throat> what we got here. So those of you who didn't see this, this is a... Um, I thought this was hilarious. I love animation because you really can take an idea simply and just do it immediately. I mean, it takes a little work if you want to get really dynamic and stuff. But something like this, where I just took Van Jones' uh, fake whimpering, and I just was like, oh, what do I imagine him doing? And this is what I came up with. It's a vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt they couldn't breathe. Let's watch it again. Vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt they couldn't breathe. Uh, so, like I was saying before, 
I mean, you can go back to maybe 2006, 2008, where all of the major news companies added, uh, you know, they, they really embellished the entertainment part, which uh, protects them from, from liability to some extent because they could actually say they're doing uh, entertainment, that they can actually hire a Van Jones to, do, to act out a scene. Um, so the opportunity now is to really uh, be rigorous in viewing uh, these kinds of, you know, most of us don't even consume this shit. We just see little clips and stuff. So we're pretty safe from any sort of um, manipulation or, or uh, getting hooked on anything emotionally and pretending it's real. But a really good place to, to uh, interact with all of it is is that it's full-on entertainment that the that they're indistinguishable and they're purposefully uh, entertaining and they take you on a, a wild ride from fear to excitement to hope to despair sadness you know someone wrote a funny comment that uh, someone like Van Jones only has two modes uh, upset and uh, hope or something like it's like two binaries and, and they're just playing a role and um it's so apparent the more you just look at it that way you'll see you'll start to see clips differently you know you'll start to see things that other people are pushing as real if it if it benefits their narrative right or left and uh you could just see through all of it as an act and it's all theater and um and it makes total sense that it's all theater. Why? Because we now have the production uh, quality at a very low cost available to everybody. So the only way to compete as a major entertainment news uh, network is to play dramas, to literally take reality and uh, mix reality, synthesize reality television basically with soap opera. And uh, these are all TV presenters. They're not journalists. They're TV presenters. They're characters. Uh, and, um, and that's how you ought to look at them. And so that you're not upset about them lying. Or you're not stuck in this endless cycle of going, the hypocrisy, can you believe it? If, if, if Fox did this, if they did that, it would be, oh, it would be, oh, can you imagine? It's like, no, they're all acting. They're all just playing a role, and I'm not mad at it. When you look at it like entertainment, you could actually enjoy, um, not that you enjoy the narratives and the lies, but you can enjoy the craft um, at, because you see it, you know? It's, it's not to be mad at. There's a little bit of annoyance because of how deceptive and how vulnerable people are. But that, that just makes you mad at those people, not the, the entity. Because these guys, these Anderson Coopers, they know they're all full of shit. And how they view it is, and this is, this is an assumption, speculative, is that they just go, well, the smart people will know it's bullshit. And the ones who don't, too, that's their fault for buying into it. And then they just get paid and, and they're fine with it all. So um, at least it's, once you look at it honestly you can have some power in how you react to it uh, and not get hooked. So, one more time. It's a vindication for a lot of people. 
have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt they couldn't breathe. Oh, yeah, okay. And notice, I know the music uh, helps a lot. That's all you have to do to really uh, figure out if it's fake or real. Is um, Not that you can't put music behind a real moment and, and enhance it. It's just that it's a little bit more stark when it's fake if you put music behind it. And uh, you see like, oh, shit, that does, that's, this is silliness. Um, and notice how he called back a previous episode. We should call them episodes. Because... They have a timeline, and just like a comedian does a callback or someone does a reference to the past um, in order to, you know, hammer home a new narrative idea, uh, he called back, and he knew he was going to. You could tell he, he had at least run, run through that line once or twice in a certain way, and he said, you know, the, the can't breathe thing? He, like, thought about it. Someone, like, he probably ran a by someone even and they were like yeah you should do that van that's really powerful and he becomes his own sort of writer in a way or his own director at least and he, he does the callback he he purposefully called back a previous episodic called floyd's neck um and uh he tried to use it to draw out some emotion and it's just so bad it's like uh if you're gonna do this at least be really good at it and then, and then at least be good at it. At least work harder, you know. He didn't do a good job. So, you remember, remember, like, the can't breathe thing that you remember? Well, a lot of people can't breathe because a particular person is the president. <clears throat> do you know how pathetic you have to look at people? You know, if, you know the kind of context you have to have of other human beings to relate to them as people who can't breathe? Because some person that doesn't even know they exist sits in a White House office doing nonsense all day. Um, you have to look at people like they are pathetic and weak. You know, if you're a black person and people, the, the media and the entire establishment is trying to train people to look at you like you can't breathe... I can't breathe because of who's president. It's like, if that's your reality, that's not even true. But if it was true, it's like, you got bigger problems than the president. You got, you got a large problem. It's just a victim narrative. It's really pathetic. This is funny. When I'm speaking to foreign leaders, I'm telling them, come on, man. America is going back going to be back we're going to be back in the game man he's talking about the global war game the war game trump took comparatively relatively took us out of full-on war uh in the way that we see it i think he brought us more into a home cultural war which has always been there but the spotlight um because of all this craziness even because of covid covid played a even though it's total bullshit uh, it played an appropriate uh, role in turning the spotlight back on people, back on nations, back on uh, the local uh, living situation of people. And it had them look internally at their, their own daily existence. And so in a way, it produced an unintended consequence that was good, in my view. 
Um, but this guy really wants to be back in the game. Um, he wants to be back in the global game. Um, the UN agenda, you know, all the, all the silly games that the little fancy rich people talk about when they were kids in a treehouse, And they're like, I want my superpower is going to be a total resource based economy. Yeah. <coughs> and it's all just like so pathetic. Um, so that's why I'm not really worried about it. What's better than democracy? Well, what's better than democracy is a constitutional republic, um, which we have. Uh, all systems are as fallen as the humans that operate them. Um, but uh, a monarch could actually work. It doesn't really matter. It, you know, some systems will draw out the worst in human nature. Um, some systems will create a lot of scarcity, which will uh, further test the human spirit's morality um, and uh, ability to uh, keep calm and not panic. But um, others, like a like a monarch uh, or a constitutional monarch or a, a Christian monarch um, or what we have, a republic, a representative republic, uh, which is not a democracy. Um, those are all better than pure democracies. These people, I mean, there are, they, there are people really chomping at the bit to get rid of the direct, uh, the electoral college and which would inevitably just get rid of states itself. Um, because that would, that would really, um, transfer the power to the elites who then use the the coastal retards the coastal liberal democrat retards um as their little proxy mouthpieces and then uh and uh i don't know how close we are i've seen some videos where they say it was pretty close to get to the point where you kind of upend the entire uh representative system I don't. Th I think we're too big of a country, and I think there's too many uh, patriotic people with guns. So if they if they if they got rid of the electoral college, and went pure democracy, the middle states, the spread out plains, the flatlands, and the farms, um, they would all just be like, we're not following anything you say and we'll shoot you now if you try to force us to. So this is basically war. This is like uh, eminent. It's just like, it's war. You go first. You know, you try to force me to do your, your, uh, your coastal Democrat liberal bullshit um, and we will fight you. And that's what would happen. Because inevitably, if you if you had middle flatland states appealing to the law that's created by very small, compact cities that happen to be highly populated with um, with secular rats, no offense in the chat, um, then uh, two things can happen. You're either going to get a bunch of secessions, like little geographical locations that say we're not participating in this uh, thing you're calling the United States because we're not united. There's no states. It basically eliminates states immediately because the states can't be represented. The whole point of the United States 
is that they're separate states and they have hold power over the federal level. And that's what makes them states. If you do a direct democracy, the, the majority rules and dictates, they're no longer states. They're no longer independent entities. They're not sovereign. They don't have self-governance. So um, you get a bunch of people who hate, hate the results and um, they see that the, those small elite cities are, are benefiting because they make all the rules then you'll get an, a massive migration from the middle and that'll overpopulate the, the elite places. So that'll turn into a mouse utopia exper experiment and cause a lot of havoc on its own. Um, but in a way, the people who do uh, homestead style, uh, very community-based living, small communities, uh, trust communities, uh, communities that all have that share skills and stuff and stuff like that, they would actually benefit. Um, they would benefit locally if if we ever got to the point where uh, we basically voted out our own uh, electoral system and our own representative uh, system that 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 maintains state power. Because if you if you maintain state power, it's just like countries. It's like each each state is like its own country. In the end, it has the right to not follow the federal uh, government um, to some extent. I don't even know what the uh, the uh, exceptions are necessarily. I mean, there's there's national security exceptions, and clearly there's uh, there's national security via uh, pandemic medical bullshit. Um, which is probably somewhere in the Constitution. I think it might be the 14th, 14th. I don't know what it is. <coughs> um, but yeah, so it's important that states uh, operate as kind of like countries. New York State versus New York City. Exactly. I grew up in New York State and the very, very tiny secular rats living in the maze... Uh, New York City makes up about 0.008% of the geography in New York State. Think about that. They dictate nearly 100% of all policy in the entire state. So even within states, you get that majority rule impact. And so you could see the, the impact directly. It's demonstrable. So if you ever argued like with someone who's like, we need a direct one-to-one -one vote, one person, one vote, eh then you just look at um, New York and you go, okay, this is what happens when the majority rules. So 0 0.008 of the geography that happens to hold the most amount of people is dictating the laws and customs and everything else for the rest of the, the state, nearly 100% of the state that live in the mountains, they live in the, in the wilderness, they live in flatland, buffalo, uh, their lives and their concerns are entirely different than the hedonistic secular uh, retard with the beanie hat in New York City. The petticoats. Where did you grow up? 
in New York. I grew up in the Catskill Mountains, a little a little ski town called Hunter Mountain, who had the had, for some consecutive years had the largest base snow base in the world. It was mostly ice, but they still called it a base. Uh, will Silver War? I don't think Civil War will. I think. Um, you could probably have some chaos in uh, the major cities if uh, the more people rely on the large centrally planned supply chains, Whole Foods, the conglomerates, all you need is one break in that supply chain. Um, you know, if they keep this coronavirus uh, nonsense going, right? The more and more large companies are gonna are going to be rewarded because they can actually meet the demand and the smaller places shut down because they can't. Um, and, uh, for example, I just got my guitar set up. I just bought a, a little bluesy guitar. That's really, really cool. I like it a lot. Um, and I brought it to get set up and the, and the guy who works there, his boss allegedly had Karunka. And so because of that, you know, even though it's not a law, they could have said no to this, by the way. So they're not forced to do this. It's all compliance. But they were they forced the, the guy to get a rapid test and he had to pay for it. A rapid test cost $300. This is just a young guy who works at a music store spending $300 rapid tests so that he can whatever. Who, whoever they're reporting to, is it's all bullshit. They don't have to do it. That's what people have to know. But... When they do comply, they basically and they basically close their own doors. Nobody's shutting down your doors. You're complying with something that you're not. If you're you, you own a small business, you're complying with something that's not a law that you have to be willing to test the limits of the of of government and say, you know, go for it. I'm open and I'm not I'm not only not requiring masks i'm requiring no masks in my store hit me let's see what you got because the small companies didn't do that to start this is why we got to where we are in a way it's the small companies that are being presented as the victims who are actually the cause it's your fault it's your own fault there's a restaurant in orange county called basilico's it's an italian restaurant and uh, the guy straight from the start, he said, no, I'm not doing any of this shit. In fact, I'm not allowing people to wear masks. It's not good for the vibe in here. And so he, he doesn't let people in with masks. He didn't close once. He got threats from Gruesome Newsome. He said, fine, threaten me. Let's see what you got. That's what he said. He said, let's see what you got. He's calling the bluff, but not enough companies called the bluff because they got sh the shivers. And the, you know, it's kind of like a, a sick joke because if you stay open, the, the reasoning, um, the fear-based re reasoning is if I stay open, I might get penalized and then close. However, if you close, you close anyway. So the only, the only real choice you have is the best choice, is the empowering choice is the awesome choice is just you just stay open and do what you want because if the drastic measures close you anyway you'll have closed your business and not have even tried 
you would have bent over and taken it in the bung and not even put up a fight and not even so it's all the small businesses these these scapegoats of the conglomerates yes it's unfair yes they get better treatment they get propped up they're allowed to operate in a way that smaller businesses allegedly are not allowed to but that's all optics you guys who own small businesses if you want this bullshit to end which it won't unless there's there's a massive movement so the movement isn't waiting for governors and senators to speak for you and be like we got to end it. no you just do it you just stop complying if i had a small business i would be one of those people i would make sure that i was in the news based on the d- dissent because i've had a small business and know how difficult it is um i never opened one again i luckily work for someone else um at the moment but it's all compliance and 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 these poor people think if they don't comply then they're going to get a bunch of reviews from these fake angry uh idiots right they're going to they're going to you know get a bunch of negative reviews on Yelp you don't understand once once you stand up like that once you show you who you are and say no we're not doing any of that bullshit you secure lifetime patrons you secure them you secure the 20% of committed patrons that pay 80% of your income and you're afraid of losing all of the the walk-ins and the people who are just trying stuff out cuz they read the review no you don't want those people anyway you want the solid core 20% that produces 80% of your livelihood um so it's all your fault small businesses you're not a victim you're uh you just bent over and took it it's your own fault take responsibility You got to you got to just te- you got to call the bluff. It's an unlawful. They can't do anything about it. You get enough companies to do it and not comply and they all test the court at the same time. Do you understand what that does? That's exactly basically what's likely to happen with Trump. It's all about appealing to the system that they're trying to destroy. It's it's two birds with one stone. You reveal the process, you reveal the law, you reveal the court process and in the meantime you get to say no to a bunch of nonsense you don't you you can't just wait you can't wait until it dies down that's not how the government works when the government takes an inch and they know they got you you have to actually intervene and it's not fun you can't wait and watch if you want your com- if you want to if you want to watch, don't be surprised when it's just like this unless absent you're uh, away from civilization. That's just a reality. Jimbo, are you going to DC? No, I would never go to DC.
What's the difference between ethics and morals? Uh, nothing really. Ethics still require morals. Ethics, technically, they would say, are just, you know, what's agreed upon, basically. You know, what what a society establishes as uh, acceptable behavior. Whereas moral, you're getting into what's actually evil and good. Uh, but because the uh, ethics... The, the enlightenment, the uh, natural law followers or proponents of natural law tried to separate ethics from morality, which is like trying to separate um, church and state. It's actually impossible because um, you can't say what ought to be in the realm of ethics without having, having a moral foundation. You're still making a, an ought claim. And if you're saying, no, you're not, you just you just uh, say what we agree. Then you have to accept a code of ethics that is uh, has been resolved via agreement that says we kill every third daughter, we we abort every second child. That's an agreement. So based on agreement alone, uh, consensus agreement, um, someone who's arguing for uh, ethics independent of morals um, has to accept those those um, those standards when they get there if as long as it's agreed upon that means the law can be ethical and immoral if you separate those two which I don't logically you can't actually unless you accept the consequences which is you accept a system that, as long as it's agreed upon, it's ethical. Would that be subjective morality? I don't. I even reject the con the two words together. If if morality is subjective, it doesn't exist. So there's just no morality. So when people argue it's subjective morality, it's not. It's just not existent. Which is different than taste is subjective. I prefer chocolate over vanilla. The the two tastes exist. You're choosing one of the tastes. There's the the tastes are material. They actually uh, res your tongue responds to them. There's all sorts of actual material uh, things going on. So you know taste exists. It's relative preference. It's it's relative subjective. It's a choice. You can't be wrong. I can't be wrong about liking black licorice. Um, whereas morality is an immaterial prescriptive law. It either exists or it doesn't. There's no in-between. There's no subjective. Uh, it just doesn't exist. So subjective morality, the two words together, it's self-refuting. It just Because you can't even state that morality exists unless it's objective. So it's a, it's a contradiction in itself. Are you a fan of Michelle Malkin? Not really. I don't really like um, women talking in politics. Any of them. I think uh, I think the the time you know the eighteen hundreds up to the twenties was right about how uh, women are presented. They shouldn't be all talky and loud and arrogant. They shouldn't act masculine. <clears throat> and a lot of people think that's like diminishes the value of women or it's misogynistic or whatever. It's really not. It, 
I was thinking about this and how the standards for women are actually higher. And you get these modern feminist Marxists who are actually following uh, the, the prescriptions of men, ironically, um, who say, no, you get to act like that too. You get to act like a pig. You get to act, you get to, why can't women fuck? Why can't women fuck a bunch of people? Ugh. It's like you're arguing for being the worst part of a man. You're arguing that you deserve to act like the worst kind of man. Um, it's a silly stance. It really is. And, and the demand that women act better than men is actually a function or a symptom of, of our standards for women being higher because we hold them higher. Not higher, higher on the hierarchy, higher in in uh, in sort of value in in what we need them to be to raise our our children, to raise good people, to uh, to counter the the natural aggression in man, uh, to organize, to to make stable um, the physical space that we occupy, and that's not just the home. That's all of society. The mother, mother's like the keeper, the keeper of, of, uh, all of it. It's like, uh, and it's like, it's not one's better than the other. Like a man can't actually be a man unless the woman's doing their job as a woman, uh, well. And it's like, they're, they're both designed to be, uh, complimentary. So no, I don't listen to Michelle Malkin or, uh, you know, chocolate candy or any of these people. Cause they have, they have high registers. It's like they're, it's just, it's like great. It just reminds me of like grade school debating. It's just like, uh. and it's all just very complainy. It really is. It's all complainy. It's not good. Can science and God coexist? Yeah. Science establishes what is, what isn't actually more technically um, in the material. God is never claimed to be material of time and space and, and matter. And so um, science tells us what, God tells us why. Um, and you can't derive an ought, how we ought to be, behave, how do we be with each other. Uh, give science can't produce that for us. Um, so yeah, they always coexist and science always points to, uh, to God. If you're just doing the methodology now, scientism, however, um, is counter intuitive to, uh, theology. Who's chocolate candy? Yeah. Chocolate candy is candy Owens. Thoughts on tribes of Israel? Jealous? I don't have a tribe. I mean, I have a tribe. I have I have an ideological tribe, but I don't have like a blood tribe. I don't have a, a tribe that's directly, explicitly connected to the nation. 
you know, I'm like half Italian, half Irish. So I don't go like, where's my Irish friends? Oh, oh, top of the morning to ya. I'm going to fight for Ireland now. And I'm also not like, oh, the keep it the Italy. Huh? Keep it the separate from the corruption and the government. Nah, I want to keep my cappuccino. Huh? I'm a Jimbaba. It's like I have no connection. I have American male right, far right winger, like beyond beyond the normal what's seen. And that's pretty much it. It's like, I that's my tribe. Whoever, whoever's like that, you know. Hello. Here's my name tag. Ah, oh, but don't you want to help in Italy? Oh, break free from the European. Oh, the constraints are in the UN, eh? No. Can't. I mean, I went to Italy. I loved it. I could really fit in there. I could probably pick up the language immediately. But, uh... I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't defend it. I can't, that's not my tribe. So when you look at like a tribe of Israel, it's like so overt and explicit. It's just like Israel, I'm Israeli, I'm Jew. I like my people. Those are my people. And you could know, you could see the people, you know, you know who your people are. I mean, you guys all, they look the same, same features. Same, they value the same things, you know. <clears throat> he doesn't even know there are 12 tribes. I don't. I don't know how many tribes of Jews still exist, and I don't care. Because they really don't make up a ton of people in the world. Khazar Jews, not the same tribe. Yeah, I know there's uh, some uh, some Jews with uh, with like with what seem to be like Latin Spanish names, like Fuentes. Or Gomez. Most people don't know that those those are Jews too. They go under the radar, I guess. I am the lost tribe. You don't know the Bible? Yeah, I'm reading the Bible, you fucking idiot. Sorry, that was not very biblical. I don't know the Bible. I'm only... I spent 16 years as an atheist. I've only returned back to the Bible and God in the last two and a half years. So I'm just talking off the cuff of my head. I'm not pretending I know the Bible, you fucking retard. You don't know me, the Bible, that's my point. Yes, score. Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> Do you see the Sprouts lawsuit? Yeah, I think that's kind of good. It's good to, to fight back how you can. Um, but the better option is to just wean off of them. You know, it really is the better option. It's going to take longer. It's harder to do. Yeah, 
you gotta you gotta forfeit some of your convenience and it's not just sprouts it's any place even the places that are not being bullshit right it's easy to celebrate them right this is the trick you get all these stupid corporate lockdowns you resent the shit out of them then a big company comes along and goes we're not like that and then you just appeal back to the big company which really doesn't solve the major issue of what got us here in the first place which is complete utter dependency on massive conglomerates and government and so it's like you can't worship the the big hydra the one head of the hydra that's like you guys take the masks off like a big dragon it's like blows the mask off and he's like you guys come over here i'm not gonna make you do that i'm not gonna make you do that and it's like you're still appealing to the hydra and i'm not saying you can just cut off it's not that easy I understand that. Uh, it's for me it's not even. But it's possible. And it's possible at a le- level that make that improves your life. So it's not about like you suddenly just buy up a farm and suddenly you're a farmer. It's like and you know how to handle rattlesnakes, you know, and shit. You can tackle an alligator. No, you 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 do what you can not just because you're weaning off of the the mass of people. It's because you're um you're practicing appreciation for the things that you're you're co-creating, you're you're making, your 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 fruits of your labor, the fruits of someone else's labor that you know their name. They're not a faceless corp. They have a name. They harvested the thing. They did the butchering. You know, you get to know people. Um, and it really starts there. It's all relationships, you know? And uh that's that's important um for your well being. Just for your spirit alone is a good enough reason to start weaning. Even if you are overwhelmed and you and you can't, you know. Oh shit, I'm suddenly a farmer. He really got you that time, Jim Bob. He's a special boy. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a special boy. So Christ-like. So, so banned. So easy. so gay and that's that's the problem with like men i like that guy's gotta be 20 or over and he's literally acting like a woman is that because there's just more women in power positions so he's mimicking or is that because he doesn't have a dad no but no one will ever know because he's he's he'll never be back here it's fascinating and it's irritating Crow had a good episode about lawsuits. Yeah, that's it's really good to know uh, what the law is. It's like, yes, I value God's law above above feather pen law, but that that doesn't mean you can't use feather pen law to defend uh, God's law. You can use it. It just means feather pen law doesn't um, logically follow that it's always consistent with God God's law. It can be totally inconsistent, and so you don't always appeal to it, but if you can appeal to it pragmatically and it's still aligned with a higher order of truth and morals, then why not? You know, yes, it does maybe feed back into the same loop system of power, but you know, law will always exist. It's not like you just get out of the law. You know, it's like, you're not going to like, you're not going to get a Christian anarchy. Law always emerges. It's just how it is. So that's cool. I'm going to listen to that.
Hey, hi guys. Just making late lunch for the girls. Hello, hello, wife. God's law said to follow. Yeah, God's law said to follow the feather pen. Yeah. Yeah, you you follow the feather pen, but there's a moment where law can be written by by people who are not following. Like, because law is informed by God's law. So in that context, you're following feather pen law because it's following a higher order of law. Um, it doesn't mean you just follow, like you have to follow the law anyway. It's like, you're going to have to follow the law, even if it's unjust. So you have to pay taxes. You have to do a lot of stuff. So, but I, I think there's probably a threshold and I don't know what it is where you go, no, that's not, that's not, I can't follow that law. Like if the law is kill your own kid, you don't follow that law. ever read the Quran? No, I'm going to take one book at a time. The Bible is big enough. The Bible's like, you know, they say like, in you can't explore all of Rome in an entire life. I think that's like triple for the Bible. Why don't you like Candace? Because I don't like, I don't like to see women in, in those positions where they're just mouthing. I mean, it's good that I think she's pregnant, so that's good. And I congratulate her for that. Um, but she's more of like a mouthpiece for, you know, the Prager you, the, the daily wire world where it's just false binaries all day. It keeps people in an endless loop of left, right, socialism, socialism kills, capitalism saves. Um, and they never really get around to the important, uh, philosophical problems, uh, and other things they can't talk about. Like they all worship Israel. You can't question Israel. Uh, so they all have their rules. So they're not really pursuing the ultimate truth. Uh, and they're following their own little rules to keep their little companies and their, their little, um, name tags and their, their merchandising, uh, afloat. They're protecting their position, which if they're honest about it, I'd respect them more. It's like, yeah, we can't talk about that because that will jeopardize my income. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate and yeah, it's a little gross, but that's what I got to do right now. And I'd be like, okay, but, um, I just don't, I don't like their, they're all brand. It's like a brand. That's what I don't like. It's all a brand. I don't like it. Why did Shapiro interview Biden? Well, because Shapiro is a shill. These people are all up for grabs. They're politicians. They're politicians and entertainers. They get paid to say say stuff and to take positions. That's their job. And there's because they're mixed, because politics and 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 entertainers are mixed. You can't even tell them. It's hard to tell them apart. It's the same, you know. Uh, 
Colbert is a politician, you know? So the same applies to, to Ben Shapiro. It's like he's in a position that he's doing what's best for his company and for what's best for his narrative in politics. There's a position. Every place has a position. has a, has a public position and a private position. So, so, so Ben Shapiro is probably looking at the, both of his positions. He's assessing the risk and the reward. And that is, that is essentially what most, what most people do. When they, when they, that's all, folks. If you want to know what Ben Shapiro's committed to in his context for living, um, you just go back to when he was asked about standing up to lies at college. And he said, Well, well, if, if, you're, if you're in a class and, and the teacher says something that's nonsensical and false, you know is false. You just keep your head down and do good work. You don't want to start a beef with the teacher and not get a good grade. What you want to do is you get good grades, put your head down, and, and, and then you graduate with a lot of, a lot of you know, high accolades. And then you make a lot of money. <laughs> and then if you make a lot of money, you tuck a lot of money in your purse. And then if you have a lot of money in your purse, you can, you can ma- manipulate the school by, by, by starving them of money. <laughs> that's how the world works, folks. That's all, folks. And then that's what you do. You don't, you don't worry about the truth. Don't worry about fighting the truth right there in front of you. You, you invest in the future. You, you make a lot of money. That is, that, is, that is what you do. So that's basically all you need to know about Ben Shapiro. So you don't have to be surprised like, What? Why is Ben Shapiro suddenly in the establishment? He was so good at fighting the left hearts. He was so good at fighting the, those shaved head blue haired people. Oh my God. <clears throat> he was never with you. Stop being upset when... the when Fox turns or Shapiro turns or people don't say what they need to say, it's you just, it's obvious. It's, it's very obvious. If you have open eyes, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, they, these people tell you who they are out front. You have to listen to them when they tell you who they are. That is the thing. It's your, it's on you. If you're upset. But I don't really blame Shapiro. I know his... I can see what he's committed to. So when you understand that, you don't get so mad. You can still take the piss out of him. But don't don't be like, you're supposed to. You know, don't be like those frog people who go to Charlie Kirk and you're like, you're supposed to. And it's like, no, he's not. He's doing exactly what he's hired to do. What are you talking about? He's supposed to. Since when is Charlie Kirk supposed to represent the masculine American nationalist male who's about traditions and values. Since when? The expectation is your fault. It's not theirs. They're just doing their job and that's what they're committed to. You know? Plus plus Ben Shapiro's autistic. I like Shapiro, but he's open to criticism. He sure does a lot lot of it himself. I don't know. Shapiro's just a... He keeps a very constrained... Whether he purposefully does it or not, or he's paid to do it, it doesn't really matter. It's that a lot of these talking heads maintain 
a range of discords, uh, a range of discourse that's permissible. So they end up being the goalposts, representations of what what is out there, what what the values of America are, what you know, who represents the the traditional standard male. And Ben Shapiro just doesn't represent America. You know, America. He again, he has he has a gun. He has a gun. I have a gun. I bought a gun. I don't know what model it is. I don't read that small. If there's an actual paragraph with important information on the gun, I will read it, like an article. But if it's just codes, it's, there's no point in reading it. I can't give, give a criticism about it. It's not making an argument. So I, so I just I did avoid looking at the gun. Anyway, the gun, I have the gun in a safe, and, in the, and then I put that safe inside a larger safe. That's why it's protected. Because the thing is, I don't really know how to operate the gun, so therefore I don't think my kids would not operate the gun either. So, but I know that it keeps me safe. That that's the thing. If you have a gun, it's probable that you'll be able to use it to keep you safe, even if it's in two safes. That's just no. He's never had oil on his hands. Ah, shit! I have a hang now. I hate these things. Damn it! Ouch! Ouch, I have a little hang now. That hurts. I don't like these things, damn it. Oh my god, I got a paper cut at work today. Ah, oh, it's the worst. It's, 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 uh, it stings so bad. It's, it's just stings so bad. Honey, stop, 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 stop. It stings. It stings. <clears throat> That's not America. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. stop. I can't look. I can't look. Don't. Stop it. Don't even take a picture of it. Ugh, disgusting. Paper cut. <clears throat> oh, I gotta hang now. F it. F. F-bomb. I gotta hang now. Oh, S-H-I-T. Hang now. Ouch. Splinters. It's very, it's very rare that it gets splinter. <clears throat> anyway, I gotta go. <clears throat> Savage Memes Volume 2. Almost sold out. Made by JimBob.com. Use the code word Liberty if you want free shipping. If you don't want free shipping, you want to pay for shipping, that's fine. If you use a code, someone's paying for shipping. It's just not you. That's how it works, folks. <clears throat> Buy the book. It's signed. I want to get rid of them. I want to continue and work on my next book. I don't even know what it is. It'd be fun to, like, brainstorm. And uh, I think I'll make more cartoons. If I can make little funny things that are only like 30 seconds to a minute long, I think I could produce a lot more. Sometimes I get really overwhelmed. Like I'm supposed to make a 22-minute thing. And I, my, my brain thinks in the old model, like Hollywood, the way you do things. It's for a format. It's just like, you know, I got to get out of that thinking because um, I could just make little things, right? And they're enjoyable and funny. They're tiny little splashes of jokes. That's it. Actually, I'll end on on it. This is vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt they couldn't breathe. Oh, Van, you pussy. Anyway, have a good day, y'all. Bye.